Hey, what up fam? It's your boy Norm once again, and we are back for another episode of Faith and Beliefs Refuted, number four. Number four, we are going to hit LDS Article of Faith number three, and this is going to be the big one. This will probably be um, the longest of these because it's going to go the most in-depth into what they believe, I'll get into what we believe, and where they do not meet, and where they where they might, and where they don't. So, we are going to, we're just going to jump into it. We're going to let David take it away. Uh, David has, Snell has written uh, the scripts for these. These are the one things that the Mormons unscripted, script. <laughs> so, um, he has done these, and he's written these out, and so... We're going to let him go ahead and take it away, David. In 1842, Joseph Smith, the first prophet and president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, wrote down 13 of the religion's fundamental beliefs. Number three on the list says this. We believe that through the atonement of Christ, all mankind may be saved by obedience to the laws and ordinances of the gospel. So let's talk about salvation. Alright guys, here's the deal. The big ticket topic of this article of faith has to do with the age-old question, are we saved by grace or works? But it will help immensely if you first understand what salvation means for Latter-day Saints. So that's what we're going to cover in this video. I'll dedicate an entire episode to the grace versus works question in the future. In fact, I already have it written. But for now, just know that we believe we are saved by grace. There's absolutely nothing we can do to save ourselves or earn our way to heaven. But keep an eye out for an entire episode just about this in the future. All right, well, before he goes into what Mormons believe is salvation, let's talk about what Christians believe is salvation. Christians believe that we are sinners by nature, deserving of punishment to be cast into hell, and that God provided a way through Jesus Christ, God incarnate, came to earth, perfect man, sinless, went to the cross and took upon himself our sins so that justice could be uh, meted out upon him and he could he became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. He took our sin and he imputes us with his righteousness when we repent and we put our faith in him. Neither of which is works. We have, to, we have to verify that because they'll get into the, th the idea that repentance is a work. The Bible makes it clear that repentance is a gift that God gives us. He gives us repentance. He gives us the ability to repent. It is a gift from God. It is not a work. Faith is a gift from God. It is not a work. So that is what we believe as Christians. We believe we are saved from hell. We are saved from the penalty of sin because Christ took it upon himself. That's why, why Romans 3.25 can say God is just and the justifier of those who have faith in Christ, because he put forth Christ as a propitiation, a substitute, a wrath absorber, uh, what the word means. And he took that for us so that when we repent and we put our trust in him, he imputes us with his righteousness. We are able to go to heaven to the place we do not deserve and live eternally with Christ in heaven, one level of heaven. He'll get into this here in a little bit. But we believe there is, there is one heaven, one hell. 
those are the only two options of where people go either you repent and put your trust in Christ and you go to heaven or you try to atone for your own sins stand before God on the day of judgment in your own strength and you will be cast out into the lake of fire now salvation what do we need to be saved from to put it simply physical and spiritual death our bodies are gifts from God eventually God wants each of us to have a perfected glorified eternal and resurrected body like Jesus Christ but as we're all keenly aware of we're all going to die one day our bodies are going to wither away and decompose and there's absolutely nothing we can do about it that's one problem spiritual death also known as sin is another problem no unclean thing can dwell in the presence of God right how dare you profane this place with your presence well that means we're kind of screwed because we've all sinned and all come short of the glory of God if Christ had not intervened on our behalf, sin would keep us forever banished from our heavenly home, and there would be nothing we could do about it. Jesus Christ saves us from the consequences of both physical and spiritual death. Because he was resurrected, we will all be resurrected, thereby overcoming the obstacle of physical death. And because Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins, repentance is possible. We can be cleansed of sin, thereby overcoming the obstacle of spiritual death. Technically, that's what we're saved from, and that's salvation in its most basic form. That said, exaltation is a little different than salvation, though Latter-day Saints, including our prophets, will often use the two words interchangeably. That gets confusing for people outside of our religion, so I'm separating the two. But now here's a problem. If your prophets use the words interchangeably, that means your prophets believe that one is equal to the other. If they're going to use them interchangeably, I don't know that how God could allow his prophets to, and, and, and I believe it was, it may be one of the articles of faith, that, that God will not allow, I don't think it's an article of faith, it's one of the 14 fundamentals of the prophet that we talked about before in a former episode, check it out. Um, but it was in Ezra Taft Benson's speech, The 14 Fundamentals of the Prophet, that God will not allow a, a, will not allow a prophet to lead his people astray. That's what it says in that speech. And so the ability to move these words interchangeably could potentially lead someone astray, I would think. And so there, there's a serious problem right there in that all by itself. But we'll continue. Before we move on to exaltation, let's review Latter-day Saint teachings about heaven, because that's important. To most Christian denominations, there's heaven or hell, and that's it. It's eternal happiness or eternal punishment. That's what the Bible teaches. Period. To us, we believe in at least three different levels or degrees of heaven. Those in the lower levels are more separated from God than those in the highest level. But because of Christ's grace, essentially everyone who ever lives will eventually end up somewhere in those three kingdoms of heaven. But exaltation is more than... Understand, this is important. Understand that that statement, every murderer, every child molester, every liar, adulterer, thief, you name it, any... any uh, any sin that is out there, those people without repentance 
are going to get to the lowest level of heaven, according to Mormon beliefs. There is one group of people, according to the teachings of the Mormon church that have been taught by prophets and so on, there's one group of, of humans that will go to outer darkness with Satan and his demons, and those are men who have held the LDS priesthood and renounced it. Guys like me. And just living somewhere in heaven. It's living in the highest degree of heaven and having the opportunity to literally become like God. Yeah, I just said that. Not yeah, you just said that. And you are essentially calling God a liar because of Isaiah 43.10 says that there will be no God formed after him. God says this himself. There's no God before him, nor will there be after him. He knows not one. Not replacing God, but learning how to do the things he does, know the things he knows, and be the kind of person he wants us to be. Exalted beings live in God's presence and share in his glory and joy. So salvation has to do with overcoming sin and death and inheriting a home somewhere in heaven. I want to back up a minute because he said something there. that He says it doesn't mean that we're replacing God. But again, and I wish I had looked up the, the Joseph Smith, um, the King Follett discourse, but I'm pretty sure in there at one point he says he will exalt himself to God's throne as God moves on somewhere else, which is essentially him saying, I'm replacing God. Exaltation has more to do with what we will be doing in heaven. Knowing the difference is important. So when the article of faith says that through the atonement of Christ, all mankind may be saved by obedience to the laws and ordinances of the gospel, it's actually referencing exaltation, not just salvation. So again, okay, so here's what they're saying. is because Jesus died, everybody gets to go to heaven. That's universalism. That's a heresy. And then he's saying that by obedience to the ordinances of the gospel, that's how they get to exaltation. So they're couching it in the fact that because what Mormons are, are criticized for is the fact that the Bible makes it very clear that we are saved by grace and not of works so that no man can boast. And James, where he says that faith without works is dead, is not saying that we need works to breathe life into our faith. It's saying that faith Living faith produces works. Works do not revive dead faith. So we cannot be saved by our works. And James acknowledges that because he's saying that a living faith produces works. And it's not, we can't take a grape and put it on a dead vine and watch the vine come back to life. Works do not save. The, the product of faith doesn't bring faith back to life. It has to be living, and that's what, what James is talking about, and that's what Paul talks about. We are not saved by works. We are not saved. The law does not save anybody. That's scriptural. But no one is saved by the works of the law. It can't happen. And so now, the, and, it, and the Mormons used to teach that. When I grew up Mormon, that was what we believed, that we were saved by works. And it was, it was outright, that's what we talked about. Um, and we use that James verse to now, but now as this has been refuted and they really can't argue it anymore, now they have to, to couch it in one or the other. Now oh, we're saved by the atonement uh, and that's by grace, but exaltation, 
is is a product of works. Salvation comes by grace alone. The scriptures are clear on that. Exaltation is also an act of grace, but its reception is conditional upon our obedience to God's commandments. But again, we're going to jump into that a lot more in an upcoming episode. If you the problem is, is God makes it very clear that man will not be exalted in the, in the sense that the Mormons believe that man will be exalted. Mormons believe, again, the, the famous couplet from Lorenzo Snow, as, God is, as, God, as man is, God once was, as God is, man may become. That's not biblical. That is not biblical. That is blasphemy. That is heretical. That is one of the key issues that separates Mormons from Orthodox Christianity. I'm sorry, I've got an itch in my nose. Um, and that, that's a key point. And that is why we can certainly say that Mormons are not Christian because they are, they are heterodox. They are outside of Orthodoxy by that teaching alone. If you still have questions about what salvation and exaltation are, check out the links in the description. Read more about this topic on saintsunscripted.com. Send us a message, leave a comment, and we'll get back to you. You guys are awesome, and we'll see you next time. All right, so we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll end it there. I'm sorry. I don't know why my nose is so itchy. And, uh, and it's just it's irritating. So... We'll, we'll get back to that. So again, there we go. We have there you have it. We are now complete with this article of faith number three, and that is really kind of the linchpin. That is one of the key issues that separates our the two faiths. And so I urge Mormons, as you watch this, and as we watch this, and you see this, to turn away from the false teachings of Mormonism. Turn to the true Jesus Christ, to the true gospel, and come in repentance and faith and truly be saved by grace. And don't try to stand under your own abilities and, and worshiping a, a false gospel and a false God. And so we'll leave it at that. Thanks for watching. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.